You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. So welcome to The Heidi Rue Show. I have a wonderful guest with me today. It's Taylor Scott. She's a co-host of a nationally syndicated morning show and um, one of my former co-workers and a wonderful friend, so we're really lucky to have her. Now, if you listen to Kevin and Taylor in the morning, she's on with 104.7 The Fish and nationally all over the country. Yes. I guess that's what nationally means. Um, But if you've listened to her, then you know that just immediately you kind of fall in love with her. She's just that person on the radio that you feel like is your best friend. You're like, I've known this person for forever. It's very relatable. Um, so this show, we're going to kind of dig deeper, and you're going to get to know Taylor more than what you just hear in the morning show. Um, we have all the time in the world, so Yay. we get to hear all kinds of stuff. If you don't know Taylor, if this is the first time that you've ever heard her name or anything, then I guarantee you you're going to be in for a treat because – you're going to learn stuff on this podcast. I mean, she went from kind of a small town in Florida now to being in Atlanta on a nationally syndicated radio show. Um, so you're going to learn a little bit about her journey. Um, and it's I promise you, you're probably going to laugh. And, and at the end of this podcast, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I just feel like I just had coffee with a friend. That's that's what you're going to feel like. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, Heidi. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. And by the way, congratulations on the podcast. Thank you I'm a so big much. Heidi Roo fan. So Thank I you. feel like... I don't know. I'm the one who's starstruck being with you. So thanks for having me on. I oh, really sure. It. I'm excited. Well, I have to say that, you know, um, I had been telling Taylor for forever, like, hey, Taylor, you should have your own podcast. You really should. <laughs> and then deep down inside, too, I'm like, hey, Heidi, why don't you, like, follow your own advice and do that as well? And so um, here we are. And Look at who's the getter dunner <laughs> out of the two of us. <laughs> the true entrepreneur is Heidi Rue. Well, I have sure. to say the real reason why I brought you here is because I'm trying to convince you to still have your own podcast <laughs> oh okay there's a hidden agenda yeah you'll get like a little it. taste of it and the taylor scott show will be born the, I'm sure. i'll get the bug yeah yes. the podcasting bug you hear it first here okay so let's start kind of at the very beginning so you grew up in florida in jupiter florida yes now how many kids were in your family we you have wanna... five five in my family okay and um by the way jupiter florida mm-hmm. hometown of burt reynolds fun fact Ooh. <laughs> he's probably one of the most famous people that that lives there but um no yeah I was I was the third girl and my parents decided to I don't know who talked who into trying again for Mm -hmm. a boy and they got twin girls oh my goodness so they gave up after that so yeah growing up with four sisters definitely had a lot of estrogen and adventures and poor my poor dad yeah he's a saint how many bathrooms did you guys have like 10 bathrooms in order to accommodate (laughs) no we did have a good amount we had my parents had their bathroom yeah and then the five of us shared two bathrooms. So that's okay. not too bad that's for not five too bad. kids. There was yeah. no like stories of big long lines because mm-hmm. we kind of had it. We had our routines worked out. But we did fight over who got to take a shower first mm-hmm. because there was never enough hot water left at the end. Oh, I can yeah. imagine. Somebody always had a cold. But it was Florida. So cold right. shower in Florida is not that big not of a deal. Not too bad. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so now tell us a little bit about your parents too. What did your dad do? What did your mom do? My dad kind of has an interesting story. He uh, went to college, Purdue, for mm-hmm. civil engineering, and he kind of set that aside for about a decade to become a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, which is wow. so bizarre. And um, then he went back into uh, civil engineering. So he's the real 
quiet, contemplative type. And I think that's where I fell in love with telling stories because my dad would come home from work so engrossed in his work and kind of like furrowed brow. And and so I would stand up and act out stories from school that day and try to get my dad to laugh. Really? And I think that's why to this day I talk with my hands so much. They're like always flailing around because I was looking for that, you know, attention. I wanted to make my dad laugh. And then my mom, she's an artist. She was at um, Syracuse Mm -hmm. as an art student when she met my dad. And she kind of set aside her career goals to focus on us girls raising five daughters. And now, um, all these years later, she's still a caregiver, only it's for my dad, who has multiple sclerosis. And over the years, you know, the disease has progressed and to the point where he can't even feed himself now. And mom is there for him every step of the way. I mean, she never complains. I don't know how she does it. Mm-hmm. I, they do have a little bit of help during the day from some caregivers, but that's yeah. only 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Other than that, it's all on my the mom. Rest of the time. Yeah. So wow. she, she's my hero. She's mm-hmm. incredible. And both of them, my dad too, they, they've maintained their sense of humor through this, really? the course of this horrible disease. And I, I just stand back in awe. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of exhausted after just a visit with them mm-hmm. to see how tough life is. But mm-hmm. they, they, that's their daily existence wow. is dealing with that disease. When was he diagnosed? I was um, a little girl. So I think it was when he was um, kind of in his, about his four, around 40. Okay. And then there were some years where it went into remission is what they call it with oh. MS, where it kind of does back away. Mm-hmm. But I remember just the progression of, you know, having a dad with a cane. Mm. And that was the first like big outward sign, like, wow, mm. this is, this is for real. Yeah. And then of course that progressed to a walker and then a wheelchair. And now he has a, what we call a scooter. And my mom uses something called a Hoyer lift to get him from the bed to the scooter. He can't, he has no muscle strength or, and for a long time, um, he, my dad has the most incredible handwriting. He's an engineer, you know, and those draftsmen back in the day before computers and slowly he lost his ability Mm -hmm. to write. And, um, so ironically, a life changing thing for him has been, uh, an uh, Alexa, Because he has someone he can, so in the middle of the night, he can't even roll himself over, Uh but he can say, Alexa, what time is it? Or Alexa, play me some music or just, it's life changing for someone like that. Yeah. You don't think about that technology for someone in his situation. No, not at all. That's really cool. Alexa should use that as like their marketing campaign. Seriously. Yeah. That's really cool. I had no idea. I just Can you imagine not even being able to know what time it is? No. That's like being in prison or something. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So now he at least can kind of ask her what the weather is and he really, it it was funny. It's like that SNL skit. Like Uh he could not get her name right. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, (laughs) Alyssa. (laughs) Like, Dad, it's Alexa. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Now, how did it affect you when when that diagnosis came out? I mean, how did that affect you as a daughter? It was tough because even as a young girl, I kind of knew that the road was going to be a Mm -hmm. tough one ahead. And... um, I remember how serious everybody was at church when they found out, like, we'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what, what do you mean? What's, what's happening? And right. I, I started to notice little signs like, um, Dad, I need the car keys. I need to get something out of the car. And he would reach into his pocket. And one of the symptoms of 
MS is numbness because it affects mm. your nervous system. And he pulled out his comb. And I'm like, Dad, I need the keys, you know. Oh. So even as, you know, then I was probably yeah. more like a young teenager. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a weird reality mm-hmm. to accept. But um, I think because my parents kept such a good attitude about it, they kind of shielded us girls mm. from a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, probably one of the mer- worst moments ever was sent mom and dad off on a 25th anniversary trip. And by then, I, I could drive. Yeah. And it was my job to pick them up in the airport. And my dad came out in a wheelchair. And I wow. almost fell on the floor. Because I'd never mm-hmm. seen him in a wheelchair before. But mm-hmm. I guess his disease during the trip had taken a turn mm-hmm. for the worse. And I was like, oh, man, this is... This is real, you know. It's so hard to see your parents, you know, um, not be able to do everything Mm -hmm. that they could. I mean, everybody experiences, you know, aging parents. Right. um, But this is something so different, and it happened a lot sooner probably than most people. So Right. Yeah, and, like, my dad Mm -hmm. is the one. I love trail running and hiking and mountain Mm -hmm. biking and everything outside other than sleeping outside. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No camping for me. Um, And it was all for my dad. He used to take us on hikes from, from really? way back when we were little. And we used to complain, like, Dad, yeah. I don't like going on a long hike. And now I can't get enough of it, and that's all from him. It's because of him. And to know that he can't hike mm-hmm. anymore is, yeah, mm. it's hard. Wow. That's, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I did want to back up to some not as serious stuff. <laughs> um, now, tell me when you first kind of got that bug for radio. Oh, it's funny how it started. I, um, ironically, my senior year in high school, I was I ran for student body president mm-hmm. on a whim, and it was so ridiculous because I had been so shy, mm-hmm. and I found out nobody was running against this one popular actor guy, and I'm like, that's not right. People deserve a choice. <laughs> so that night, I wrote a speech. So anyway, part of I got elected. And part of being studio, student body president, I had to go make the morning announcements every day, Yeah, walk down to the office. And I just had so much fun doing that. And it's kind of like radio yeah. in a way. I mean, you've got a small audience of, of your school. But I remember even bringing in my own sidekick. I had my friend Darren come and nice. like, like lighten the mood a little bit and do yeah. some of the, the comedic aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of, I would I always trace it back to that. Mm-hmm. And um and then I had the typical panic attack when I was a senior in high school, like, what in the world am I going to do with my life? And sat down with my parents, and we immediately ruled out science and math. <laughs> I liked English. I loved working for the school newspaper and yeah. yearbook. And all of a sudden, one of my – I can't remember if it was my mom or my dad said, well, have you ever thought about radio? And I just – it was so wild. It cl- I said, that's what I want to do. That's it. Wow. And so I strategically looked for a college that had – its own radio station so I could start getting experience yes, yeah. while I was getting my communications degree. Yeah. So wow. kind of a strange, yeah. Usually you hear about people who, oh, I knew when I was eight years old right. that I wanted right. to be in radio. But for me, it was much later. Eliminating everything else, <laughs> the science and the math, <laughs> Not which much I totally do. my stuff too. Yeah. They're like, yeah, definitely do. The world no. is a better place for me not doing anything <laughs> science related. Um, 
Now, so tell me where you went. I mean, I know it's so hard because we're friends. So some of this stuff I already know. But for the benefit of everyone that is listening as well. So where did you go to college? I went to Wheaton College in Wheaton, Illinois. And that's an interesting story because I grew up in Jupiter, Florida. Mm -hmm. So who goes to Chicago for college? Um, But what happened was I was just at a a fair at school, one of those college fairs. Mm -hmm. And I heard these other girls, these popular girls go, that's a really good school. And I was like, oh. I want to go to a really good school. <laughs> and I found out they had their own radio station that broadcast out to the community, mm-hmm. not just to the campus. And so I ran home and, Dad, Mom, I want to go to Wheaton. And my dad said, do you know how much that costs? <laughs> <laughs> Raising five daughters. But um, it's so wild. But uh, I got an anonymous scholarship that brought it down just to where wow. my, I got my dad with a big <gasps> gulp to say, yeah. okay, you can go. Wow. And um, and I I got accepted on the skin of my teeth. I applied and I waited all summer. I didn't hear mm-hmm. a word. And we had to go um, near Chicago to pick up my sister at a camp where she was a counselor, my older sister. And I said, can we stop in and see the campus? And I think my parents were yeah. worried about doing that because they're like, we don't want to get this girl's hopes right. up. Yeah. And um, we swung in and we went to the office. We got a tour. And then they did the typical, do you have any questions for us? And I said, yeah, what are my chances of getting in? <laughs> School starts in like a month and a half. Right. And she's like, oh, well, let me go check on that. And she came back out and she said, I have really good news for you. You've been accepted. What? And to this day, I'm dying to know if some of it is because I showed up on their doorstep. Like, wow. This doughy-eyed girl going, right. please, please let me, let me in. in. <laughs> they saw the passion in yeah. person, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, yeah, so I, I loved my college experience. Mm. It was a really neat place to go to school because yeah. um, you just learned so much about um, it was a Christian school, mm-hmm. but you also learned about all the other religions. And mm-hmm. I remember one of my um, relig- Bible classes, I was required to go to a, a mass. Um, I went to a Greek Orthodox church and I went to um, a, a, a mosque. Oh, cool. I, and I was way in the back with the women. Yeah. And it just, you know, it gave you a new insight into all the religions in the world. It was pretty That is really cool. Wild. Yeah, because it was very out of my comfort zone yeah. growing mm-hmm. up. Sure. <laughs> church. Right. Yeah. Sure. It was good. It was. It really stretched all of us students. Yeah. Did it also stretch your closet a little bit? I mean, how do did you pre- <laughs> were you prepared for that cold weather? No, I think I really think your blood thins when you grow up. Yeah, I lived in Florida since third grade. Right, and um, my mom bought me this coat. I think it was a Lands End catalog uh-huh. coat. It was so huge that I told all my friends that my mom took a sleeping bag and sewed <laughs> buttons in the front, and they all believed me. And one time I was walking to you know you walked everywhere on campus. Mm-hmm. A car bumped my leg, and it didn't even hurt because the, <laughs> the coat was so thick. <laughs> it protected oh, me. Oh, it was a long one, too. It was long. Oh, my and gosh. And sometimes I would wear it to study in my dorm room because it was so ridiculously cold there. So, yeah. This is sad, but that actually sounds so amazing to me right now. Really? Yeah. The cold? Well, no, not the cold, but your jacket. Oh, <laughs> the sleeping bag jacket. <laughs> it's not fashionable enough for Heidi Roo, trust me. It was a Snuggie before Snuggies became cool. <laughs> You're right. Your mom created that. Oh, if only I had marketed it. <laughs> I, I could have dropped out of college and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saved my dad a lot and of money. And who knows where you would be right. today. <laughs> the Snuggie queen. Yes. <laughs> um, so now in college, too, you met 
your husband. Yes, he was over in the math department where mm. I never went. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to do this travel study program called Wheaton in the Holy Lands. Mm. And I met him real quick on campus and really just didn't think much. I, I asked him what he wanted to do after college. He was a year ahead of me. And he said, law school. And I didn't say it out loud, but inside I was like, oh, la-ti-da, look at you <laughs> going to law school. Yeah, really. And soon realized I had may had the wrong first impression of him because we got over. We did um, Greece, Israel, Egypt, and Italy. Wow. And I was talking to him at the, the dorm where we were staying in, in Athens, Greece, mm-hmm. out by a basketball court. That was my first long conversation with him. And I thought, Wow. This guy is different. Yeah. He's the best listener I've ever met and Whoa. such a great conversationalist. And again, at that point, just thought, yeah, good friend. Mm-hmm. And um, then I remember one time we were we were at one site like Jericho or something, mm-hmm. and I looked over across where the lecturer was speaking, and I thought, that guy's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> a good and, listener, and he's kind of yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind. It was a really neat way to meet mm-hmm. somebody because there was no formal. Hey, would you like to go out with me Friday right. night? It was just walk and talk. And to this day, one of my favorite photos: someone on the trip took a picture of us walking and talking in Israel. Oh wow! And we had no idea they were taking the picture. Yeah. And I love that because I thought. Oh, that was when we were just yeah at the start of the relationship bonding. or the beginning of the relationship. Yeah, and we kind of kept it so low down mm-hmm. that when we got back to campus at the end of the summer, people were shocked that we were dating because we were so kind of right. we didn't want to be all cr- creepy couple ish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on a college trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that on college campuses mm-hmm. too, isn't there? Yeah, especially on a Christian college. I don't know if that oh, yeah. was the case with Wheaton, but I went to a Christian college too, and it's like if you walk across campus holding hands, it's like, oh my gosh, when are you guys getting married? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, and then you get accused of having an MRS degree. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So we kept it smart. On you the guys down. Guys are smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, after college, then, did you get married immediately, or what happened after that? We got married one month after college. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, Glenn had graduated ahead of me and gone okay. on and started his first year of law school, and I was all of the mindset, like, I've got to find my own way. I must set up my own apartment. I mean, I'm this independent woman, mm-hmm. and start working on my career, and it was so funny. He goes, well... Why would we spend all that money on a whole other household on dishes and mops and right. like gave me the total practical side, which mm-hmm. is funny because he's a financial planner now. And mm-hmm. he went <laughs> he went all practical on me like, sure, that just doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, OK, I guess you're right. So will we, you marry me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got married right after college. And um, then I it was pretty wild because you go from this environment where you have all these friends mm-hmm. and then I was home for a month planning the wedding to okay just the two of us now yeah. this is, it was it was it was so, I think it's healthy for sure. couples but it was also a little bit scary too because it took me a while to find a job and mm-hmm. all that all those challenges that come yeah that and that's such a hard time to right after college I remember just being frustrated a little bit because it's like you don't have the experience mm-hmm. yet to show yeah. and you just don't it, it's just so weird everything up into that point has been planned for you right the next steps and then so all of a sudden it's like smart yeah what is the next step such a good point and mm-hmm. so I um 
I did some volunteer radio of all things just mm-hmm. to keep my foot in the door. And then I worked all kinds of weird jobs just so we could put food on the table while yeah. my husband was in law school. I mean, I worked at a carpet company. I worked you sold carpet? Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, I hated that job. I had to um, also do like paperwork. Mm-hmm. So, But if a customer walked in to the warehouse, I jumped up and said, how can I help you? Carpet, right. vinyl, what are you looking for? And Ugh. But it paid the bills. Yeah. And um, I worked at a, a Christian adoption agency for Bethany oh, Christian Services. Really cool. So anything I could do just to, yeah. to make ends meet. Hold up. Stop this interview. We will continue this on the next episode, and you're going to want to check it out because Taylor talks about how her radio career brought her to be a co-host of a nationally syndicated show and also the question that so many people have wondered and very few people have actually gotten brave enough to ask her, but you're on a family-friendly radio show and you have no kids. Is that just because you didn't want kids or what happened? She goes into more of that. You're not going to want to miss that on the next episode of The Heidi Roo Show. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know, either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 